Welcome to Clean Talk. I'm your host, Brad Whitchurch. It is a beautiful day here in sunny Orlando, Florida. It's November 30th, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern time. And that means we're coming to you live from the Seal Shield Studios. Very excited to have our guest today. Madeline Cuevas is an infection preventionist at Santa Clara Valley Medical Center. Madeline, welcome to Clean Talk. Can you tell us why you're on the show today? Hi, I'm Madeline Cuevas. I'm here for the show because I'm very passionate about infection prevention. I am an ICU nurse, still practicing, but I became an infection preventionist because um, as an an ICU nurse, you know, you're in the front line. And when I became an infection preventionist, I realized that what we are missing, how can we improve our patient's health? How can we improve our hospital-acquired infection? So I am really, I'm really here to let to let all of you know why we're here, what infection prevention is do, and how we can help you. Fantastic. Well, we have a lot of respect for ICU nurses, and of course, we're very passionate about infection prevention here on Clean Talk. And I imagine that there is um, a little bit of a balancing act between being a frontline ICU nurse and having the responsibility for infection prevention. Can you talk about that challenge between the frontline best practices and practical practices? Okay. So as an ICU nurse, the good thing about being an ICU nurse is I see what we do every day. So of course, we're the frontliners. We have a patient who's very critical. And having an, an, an infection preventionist doesn't always like Let's let's face it. Sometimes they see us as the police, but having a background in ICU, I I think I I have the ability to at least know how to penetrate the ICU nurses. Of course, when they're busy, you don't like really like saying, "Hey, please perform hand hygiene." It's more of like a balancing of when can I be more effective in telling them and reminding them what are the best practices that we can apply in their unit. So that's what's uh, good about me as an infection preventionist, um, as as a practicing ICU nurse at the moment. Um, I'm really enjoying what I can do, what I can give to the team, because understanding, doing all everything that we're doing as an infection preventionist, making process improvement, having them to do like prevention of C. diff, prevention of plabsy, cauti. Without the nurses who really would understand why we're doing it, it's not going to be possible. It's not that we're not going to be that effective. But if you have connection with the nurses, if you tap into their like, why is this important? That makes sense. It's a win for both. Well, for patients. we do have a comment, not a question, but a comment. Bill Bramlett writes, thank you for your service. And I'll echo that infection prevention, such an important field to go into. And I think it's fantastic that you were able to make that that uh, transition from being an ICU nurse to also being an infection preventionist. And I'm going to give a little plug to our friends at APIC here, the Association for Professionals in Infection Control. You can go to APIC.org if you'd like to find out more information about how you can help out and by becoming an infection preventionist. And we're looking for people from various fields uh, throughout healthcare and, and the broader community. Get involved in infection prevention. Very rewarding. Thank you for your service. What can you tell us about Santa Clara Valley Medical Center? Oh, Santa Clara Valley Medical Center is a very nice hospital. People are good. 
Um, it's one of the three hospitals in the Santa Clara Valley Medical Hospital. We have O'Connor, St. Louis, BMC, which is the biggest of the three. But we have a huge infection preventionist team. Um, all of them, we have a good collaborate, collaborating team. So um, it's a 700 bed capacity more hospital with satellite clinics. Um, that's it. Well, um, we love Santa Clara Valley Medical Center. Uh, I tell you, Madeline, you're a popular guest early. We have another question that's come in. Cesar Garcia writes, what has been the most rewarding part of being a part of infection prevention? And what is the best way technology can contribute to improving the fight against preventions worldwide? You're using some technologies at Santa Clara Medical Center. You mentioned C. diff. What can you tell us about the UV solutions that you're using uh, at Santa Clara? So right now we just implemented um, UV light. Before we've been doing UV light in all patient who was positive for CDF, but now we're continuing and co collaborating with the EBS team to ensuring that all patient was positive for CDF or rule out for CDF gets their room UV lighted. So for of course the CDF eradication of CDF is not just like UV light. It's a multidisciplinary team. It's the it's the technology. It's it's the UV light. It's it's nurses, it's the doctors, it's everyone. It's everyone. So it helps us a lot. Of, of course, I've been always telling everybody, um, before our implementation of UV lighters for patient who was um, COVID positive, but I said, why would why why not C. diff? Because C. diff, as you know, it's a spore-forming microorganism. You cannot just clean it with a regular cleaning solution. You have to have bleach, and of course, UV light would be a good thing use on it. And of course, our audience knows that C. diff uh, often uh, comes about because of poor antimicrobial stewardship. Yes. And um, I know that you've had good results with C. diff in your facility. Can you talk a little bit about the results you've gotten combating C. diff? So right now, we're still in the process of improving CDIP in our uh, Santa Clara Valley Medical Center, but we've already seen some improvement, of course. But in my previous hospital in O'Connor, we, we've gone, um, I've been there for less than two years, but we've gone um, zero CDIP, like from January to May before I, I came here um, in Santa Clara Valley Medical Center. Of course, all our rooms, we UV light. Um, all, all our rooms, we do terminal cleaning, and I think that helps. Oh, absolutely. Of course. Especially, uh, as you mentioned, when you have identified a C. diff patient, um, I think there was a statistics that, that you're in a typical hospital room, you're four times more likely to contract C. diff if the person who was in the room before you had C. diff. That's yes. concerning. So if mm -hmm. you can do uh, deep cleaning and uh, UV radiation, like you said, C. diff can be hard to kill in the vegetative yes. state. So I, I think that kind of action, it makes sense that you'd have good results from that. What about other um, hospital-acquired infections? We've seen the statistics that uh, over the past decades, we've improved our HAI rates, and then COVID comes along. And all of a sudden, we see some of these rates starting to rise, and in some facilities, rise dramatically. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on that? So, of course, COVID is like very infectious microorganism. Um, cleaning is number one that we can do for, for that one. Sometimes we do deep dives and, and we'll see that, for example, one room will have positive C. diff for like 
HAIC there for like for for a couple of times. But when we do like our deep cleaning, UV light the room, you'll see the improvement on it. Um, there was one time that we had like a one room. Um, that one that that room had like positive. That room had HAI um, COVID. And then what we did is like this is the second time already. So what we did is we did deep cleaning, terminal cleaning, and then we UV light the room. So far up to now, we, we haven't had any experience of uh, having another HAI infection in that room. COVID, exactly. Well, that's fantastic. What is the HAI task force uh, at Santa Clara Valley? Um, HAI task force Santa Clara Valley is a task force that really like helps nurses to empower nurses on how we can really like um, improve our healthcare associated infections. So on our HAI task force, force right now, what we do is we, we tell them what our numbers, what, what we're doing, what are we doing to make it better? And like gives us, give them a review of like our, for example, CDIV, how many CDIV did we have? And then we tell them what are opportunities and what are like challenges and what are wins with regards to certain HAIs. So it's more of like telling them what we, what we, what we found out. And of course, right now we're, what we're doing is letting them know and inviting them to like can you we have this finding can you would you like to attend our meeting so at least you can like show your deep dive and your opportunity so at least it's it'll be more um you know it'll be more um two-way it's not just us doing the the talk they're also like multi-department yes multi-department telling everything what they can do to prevent it and it's it, it's different when they're the one who's presenting it because of course they'll stick to their mind like ah oh, okay so I just invited somebody yesterday to present their CDF um, HAI to our committee. Hopefully they they respond soon. Well, um, I understand too <laughs> that the HAI committee is doing some things to gamify hand hygiene and best practices. I love it when we make infection prevention fun. Can you tell us what you guys are doing about that? Yes, infection prevention is fun. So we want to change the culture that when they see infection prevention is, they're more of like <gasps> infection prevention is it's, it's like a police. So, so what we want to let them know is that we're not a police. We're your team. We can help you improve your um, hospital-acquired infection, improve hand hygiene. Um, what we're doing right now in Santa Clara Valley Medical Center is we made an HAI or hand hygiene committee, which involves everyone in the hospital, the doctors, the EVS team, the laboratory of multidisciplinary team to be exact and we have some um champions that they send us so at least they're they'll know what are we what what are our needs because on may 2022 we send them a survey so to really understand why is our hand hygiene compliance rate is low and of course we address that one by having because they said they want prices so now we have prices that we do. So there's going to be a, a hand hygiene contest that, that's happening right now. It's going to be continuous. But the first winner will be announced in January. The winner will have uh, prizes like trophy, um, 
certificate that's like signed by our doctor. And then there are going to be treats. Of course, it can be food. Um, it depending, it's individually packed. And it can also be, um, and then for those like new uh, millennials and like our, our younger nurses who wants like exposure to Facebook. So the winner will also be um, um, be posted in Facebook and our internet. So at least they can tell them, hey, mom, hey, friends, we won the, we're the first hand hygiene um, winner in the Santa Clara Valley Medical Center. Because let's face it, Santa Clara Valley Medical Center is a, it's a huge organization and being one of being the first one to win it is it's a huge deal. Absolutely. And I love it when we make infection prevention fun, giving yes. out prizes, gamifying it. Of course, the real prize is improving patient and yes. practitioner outcomes, right? So we yes. all win. Well, that's yes. fantastic. You know, we started talking out about the balancing act between ICU and infection prevention. We've talked about hand hygiene. We've talked about UV radiation. Are there any other technologies or low-hanging fruit that you're focused on in your uh, efforts to combat HAIs at Santa Clara Valley? So, you know, we've been having like the UV light uh, one of one of this is UV light. Of course, what I said earlier, we're we're still in the process of getting like the automa automated hand hygiene monitoring, so that's still in the process right now. Um, but nothing so far aside from that. But we're, we're welcome. Um, we're welcoming any suggestion, of course. Well, of course, you can check out some great solutions on the Clean Talk podcast archival episodes. We've had a couple of the hand hygiene monitoring guys on our uh, on our show, and we've had a lot of UV folks on our show. What more can you tell us about the UV solutions that you're using? Is it a UV robot? What are you doing uh, with UV light? So it's a UV Trudy. What we're using is Trudy. Trudy, Trudy okay. yes. What we're using. The good thing about Trudy is, as an infection preventionist, I can monitor what rooms are being like. Um, UV lighted because we have access. So basically you have, as long as they, they ensure that every everything is downloaded on time, as an infection preventionist, we can monitor the rooms that are UV lighted and ensure that those rooms that needs to be UV lighted are UV lighted. I like the technology. Um, it has a lot of articles that says that UV light really can improve C. diff um, and also other healthcare associated infections. Right. Not just C. diff, a number of bacteria, mm -hmm. virus, fungi. Um, speaking of fungus, what's going on with Candida auroris? This seems to be popping up. I know uh, the recent reports about an epidemic in Nevada now from Candida auroris. Are you seeing any issues around Candida auroris or are there other HAI pathogens that we should be aware of? Um, recently, there was Ebola, but we don't have a lot of it. Candida auris, some, sometimes it comes in every now and then, but not that much in our hospital. Ebola, we're preparing for it. Of course, the, of course, the RSV and flu is big right now. Of course, don't forget to get your flu shots. Um, your kids, the masking, I know it still helps there. Um, those are the things that we have to prepare right now because it's big. So I know you guys have been using the True D UV robots. We're huge proponents of UV radiation on Clean Talk, but it's not a silver bullet. You mentioned that you have to use layered approach, uh, multiple protocols. 
Can you talk a little bit about, you know, as good as UV, the UV robot is, it's not the perfect solution. Can you talk a little bit about some of the challenges around UV technology or maybe the layers that you need to add to support yes. the effectiveness of UV light? So with, with regards to the UV lights, of course, nothing, nothing is perfect. UV light is an additional proponent for our rooms to be clean. But of course, it's also important that we educate the EVS team on how to use it, when to use it. And of course, they have to make sure that it's downloaded in the system. So I ask for um, our infection preventionists would know like to monitor because sometimes if they forget to like download it in the system of course we'll not see everything we have to call them um, aside from that we also uh, bleach is a big one in in removing like all those uh, microorganisms we use oxicide in our rooms um, I'm I'm a firm believer of training, 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 and basic things that we have to do before or in addition to the technologies that we use every day. Well, you're using a layered approach, which we believe is the best approach, using all the technologies available in combination to achieve the goal. Any predictions for the future of infection prevention? Are there any emerging technologies that you're evaluating or wanting to evaluate? Where do you see uh, the future of infection prevention going? Infection prevention is would go far because you know what? Right now, there's a lot of microorganisms that we're seeing, like, like for example, the the COVID. It's been evolving and evolving and evolving in Ebola, RSV before. Our RSV wasn't really like so bad, but now it's really bad. So infection prevention is for, for sure will stay long. And we're excited also we're gonna we're gonna be attending the ones that we have for December. It's it's by APIC. Um there's a lot of products that we're gonna have to see, like what can help infection prevention is. Uh, I think that's December 14, 15 that we will be attending. <clears throat> Um, I attended the HEI, um, the APIC last this year, I think. And th they have a lot of products. Name it, they have it, UV light, portable. There's a lot of products to choose from. So I can't really like mention just one. Of course, UV light is a big thing. There's also like cleaning stuff, EVS things that they can use to uh, make sure that uh, our EVS team are knowledgeable. Of course, there's also construction stuff that we can um, use to improve our HAIs. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're also big fans of APIC, as you know. And uh, APIC, I believe, in Orlando, Florida this year. Yes. It's a home game for us. Seal Shield will be there. We look forward to everybody stopping by our booth and uh, learning about the latest innovations in infection prevention technology. I did want to ask you, I'm curious, Madeline. You were an ICU nurse, and then my understanding is you became an infection preventionist in late 2020. The timing with COVID, not ideal or maybe ideal. Can you talk a little bit about what your experience was getting into infection prevention during a pandemic? It, becoming an infection preventionist during pandemic is a great thing, you know? Infection preventionist. When we look in the hospital, we don't really, as a, as a frontliners, I don't really realize what infection prevention is best. So for me, it's like hand hygiene, hand hygiene, um, um, like HAIs, that's it. But we, we don't really understand that 
infection prevention is involved in all corners of in, uh, of the hospital. We we're we're dealing with the, the dirtiest corners. The dirtiest, all corners. <laughs> like we're we're with the we're educating the educating everybody. We're in construction. We're in the plumbing. If there's like, you know, so as an infection preventionist who started like um in um pandemic, it's a great it's a great way of learning. I've learned a lot from my previous hospital in O'Connor. Um, my manager was she's good in teaching. He's good in um um in telling us what really what infection prevention is. She's she's good in a lot of things. Um, but my manager now like really empowered me to do more. Um, she 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 supports all my projects, especially CDF and hand hygiene compliance. So when I became an um from ICU, it was a blessing in disguise. Because that time ICU was super full, and then I became an infection preventionist, and I learned a lot. Like the, I always say this, um, not to demean any ICU nurses, but an ICU nurses, I save life every one at a time. Every time I work, I save life. But as an infection preventionist, I can help prevent infection, not just one patient at a time, but of course the whole hospital when they call us, when they tell us. Hey Madeline, this patient has COVID. What should we do? Those are the things that I I would always like cherish. I would always remember when I started as an as an IP. It's a lot of learning. It's a lot of reading. It's not just a one way thing that you're an infection preventionist, just a snap of a finger. It's a journey. And you've been an ICU nurse for a long time, yes. but you've only been an infection preventionist, a certified infection preventionist since 2020. In that yes. short time since 2020, have you seen changes in infection prevention? Because we were at the height of a pandemic, the hospitals were dealing with staffing issues, overcrowding, yes. and now we're coming into post-pandemic, fewer yes. cases um, in the facility how has that affected uh, the practices around infection prevention or has it? The infection prevention is before. It's like snap, snap, snap. You have to think now, what's, what are we going to do? There's an, there's a, there's a COVID. What's the, what's the guidelines that you have to give us? But now it's more of like learning now. It's like post-pandemic. So what did we learn? What can we do next to like make it better for us to like see what's happening after pandemic, I think we should be prepared for more to come because it's not the end of it, you know? So it's down, it's, it's, COVID has stopped, but we're picking up right now. <laughs> but I think we're more prepared on how to handle um, COVID and how to handle like um, infectious diseases that's well, emerging. That's good to hear. Our guest is Madeline Cuevas. If you have a question for Madeline, go ahead and send it into the Q&A box on the Zoom meeting, and we'll be sure to take that on the air. Madeline, if you could wave a magic wand and change one thing about infection prevention in healthcare, what would it be? That's a tough question, but for me, empowering each other. 
when I started to become an infection preventionist, when I started my journey as a, an IP nurse, I was a staff nurse. My manager empowered me. And up to now, my managers empower me to do more and believing on what I do and supporting me. So it's empowering everybody, putting everybody up, and really just supporting each and every one. Yeah. I think that's a great message. It really does take a village. It uh, has to have a, a culture where everyone is conscious of infection prevention best practices uh, to improve patient and practitioner outcomes. Madeline, I really appreciate you being on the show. Thank you for your service and doing what you do. If people want to find out more about becoming an ICU nurse or an infection preventionist or find out more about Santa Clara Valley Medical Center, where should they go? You just got to have to go to our website. Actually, they're hiring. O'Connor and St. Louis is hiring infection preventionists right now. So send them your resume. Fantastic. An exciting emerging field, new technology solutions coming out, a field where you can make a real difference. You know, a lot of people are afflicted by hospital acquired infections, and it's a problem that we can solve. And I appreciate your efforts to make that a reality. Our guest today has been Madeline Cuevas. Thank you very much for being on the show, Madeline. And be sure to join us next week when our guest will be Richard Prince, the vice chairman of Department of Surgery at North Shore University Health System. That will be next week, December 7th at 3 p.m. Eastern time. That's a Wednesday. Be sure to join us then. And until next time, for my guest, Madeline Cuevas, I'm your host, Brad Whitchurch, reminding you to keep it clean.